out. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Hear Me Out. My name's RJ. My name's Blaine. Of course, this is the podcast where two best friends, that's RJ and I, try to become better friends by convincing the other one to like a new hobby. That's oh. right. Every week we uh, argue, some would say, uh, I mean, I think, have there been any real personal attacks other than me uh, yes. per- personally attacking you every week? Yes, you personally attack okay. me every week. Fair enough. Uh, but, you know, and and of course, as we, we argue, uh, we also like to donate to a charity. So if I convince RJ to take my side, he donates to a charity. If he doesn't, if he's not convinced, I'll donate to the charity. But RJ, Perfect. what is our charity this week? And what is the subject we're talking about? <laughs> this week's charity is a classic. It's the American Red Cross. And uh, if you guys also want to make a difference and support all the urgent humanitarian needs of the American Red Cross, you can go to redcross.org. And the reason why we're doing the Red Cross this week is because this is an emergency situation. Okay. <laughs> Today's topic is something that I feel like could be life threatening. If you don't take care of it, RJ, that's right. I am trying to convince RJ to stop procrastinating. Oh, my sweet Lord in heaven above. Are you a procrastinator? And it well, yeah, because I love it. I it, genuinely yeah. love well, procrastinating you know and I get more done when I procrastinate. But I okay. digress. That's not that's a that's absolutely not true. And B, that's 100 percent not true. I have brought an amazing an extremely incisive expert today oh, to incisive. back me up. But again, as we all know, she doesn't need to take my side, although she will because it's the only side that's correct. Uh, please welcome, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Shannon O'Dell, science of self-care uh, podcast host. And of course, you also host Fun City. And you've got a PhD in neuroscience. Hello, that doctor. I, thank you for having me. Hello, hello. I'm so excited to be here. And thank you for that we're, introduction. We're excited you're here. We're very and, excited. And I have to say a few things, which is, um, what is a doctor of neuroscience? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is, what is that? It? What I mean, do you do? Every, what do you do? Every day I wake up and I look in the mirror and I say that phrase to myself three times. Yeah. What is a doctor so you, <laughs> Yeah. You uh, have a mirror. Cool. Yes. Yeah. Uh, very one. important uh, to the yeah. to the field. Um, Perfect. Yeah. So I basically studied uh, in a lab a uh, very specific problem in neuroscience or topic in neuroscience and I studied it for six years and at the end they were like well you did that for a long time so we're gonna give you a doctorate Jesus I studied stuff for six years and I they were like we're barely giving you a diploma it takes most people four (laughs) what what was the thing that you studied uh so uh so well Yeah, so I studied sort of the molecular basis to memory. Um, I looked in animal models. So all about memory and kind of, oop, there goes my ring light. Um, Love it. (laughs) um, Now it's like dramatic. Now it's like zen. You should be reading poetry. (laughs) It's very important that a neuroscientist has a ring light and a mirror. Those are the two Mm. things we need. She's Um, actually running a color (laughs) test on us right now. Our our brains. Something's happening in our brains. Yeah. Um, but kind of I did very basic research, kind of like what happens at the moment that, say, a memory is being encoded. Say you're walking into a room for the first time. What is happening in those cells in a very specific area of the brain called the hippocampus? Ooh. 
Interesting. You know uh, what? Can, I, I oh, go ahead, RJ. No, no, no. I, I actually want to ask, like, physically, what did your lab look like? Because in my yeah. head, there's a bunch of animals with things connected to their brains, right? Uh, and lab coats <laughs> everywhere. What What was the lab like? Um. Yeah. So the thing is, is that's kind of true. Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> but the lab doesn't really look like that. Inside, a, a lab is a very boring uh, building. That's you know. Uh, it could use a renovation. It's normally an underfunded <laughs> kind of dusty space. Uh, but um, yeah, basically labs look like what you think of when you think about it. Uh, um, it's an improved version of your high school lab. Okay. Oh, nice. Nice. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Now, wait a second. What I've, I have a lot of, and I'm going to ask you offline a bunch of questions about sure. memory because I'm fascinated <laughs> by it. But uh, like, so when we do a thing, like we walk into a room and immediately forget yeah. why we came into the room, <laughs> is there any, me so much. W- yeah, me too. Is there any scientific basis? Like, do we know w- what's happening there? Like, yeah, that's really interesting. So that's not exactly what I studied, but I, I did see. Okay, something- well, fine. <laughs> New question. <laughs> so, but I do remember, uh, seeing something recently about, it might be because uh, when we're thinking about things, we kind of place them in a space. So if you're thinking about like, oh, I I need a glass of water and you're in your bedroom when you think that, when you move into a new space, your brain's oh. kind of like you've unpaired the space and you're like, I don't remember where what I was thinking about because I was thinking about it in the other room. So I think there's a trick to if you forget what you're doing to go back into the room where you had the thought and maybe Ooh. it'll come oh. back. I love. Oh, that. that's so smart. Yeah, yeah we well, wanted to. Uh, I wanted originally for this podcast to be Blake convince me to remember better, <laughs> but that didn't feel like a very, <laughs> very fair podcast. Yeah, I just, I, I have a horrible memory. Like my, yeah. and I think it's short term. Um, but I do want to ask you something specific to memory, sure. and that is, uh, is there anything to my smell memory being amazing? I feel like I have a great smell memory. Like if I smell something, I'll be like, oh, I remember that smell from an airport in Chicago in 2010. For whatever reason, I have a great smell memory. Is there is that a thing or is that all in my head? No, I I mean, it's definitely a thing that we pair uh, memories with like sensory cues and that um, we yeah, maybe you're just a very smell centric person. Smells are very important to you. (laughs) I don't, what are I don't some know. smells in your life that mean mean something to you? I would love oh to know. God, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. This it is it, the worst conversation <laughs> I've ever heard <laughs> in my life. No, but it's like a real asking, thing. Are you are you asking a doctor? Yes. About, Who else am I going to ask? Hey, hey, I got good smell memories. <laughs> yeah. What's wrong with you, man? Yes. Like, what is well, legitimately else, like what's wrong with you? This is what I think. I think you should use that to your advantage. So like I think you're Ooh, studying for something you want to remember, right? You're studying for yeah. an exam. I don't know why you're taking an exam. RJ I don't know yeah. study. need to go back to school. RJ doesn't study. Come you're studying a script. You you're, you're something you want to remember. You yeah. smell a certain scent. Right. While you're studying it, maybe oh. then you go into the situation where you need to remember it, smell that scent. Maybe that information might come back. Holy mm. shit. That's genius. I and love you know, that. I will say that, that I and yeah, that is like a thing that people do is they and I do that, too, by the way, like anytime I'm preparing for anything, let's let's say a, a TV pitch, I wear 
the clothes I'm going to wear when I'm practicing. I sit in the same place I'm going to sit when I'm Zooming with those people. I try in a very similar way to kind of reconstruct that um, just to give my brain. So and it's also a thing of I have like kind of a squirrel brain. Mm. So it's like less stuff my brain can concentrate on. You know, it's like, oh, this is all familiar. So let's concentrate on the one thing that's new, which is what we're doing, which is really cool. That's awesome. What's what's one thing like that really surprised you when you first learned about it when it comes to memory and the brain and how uh, how our behavior how we behave um what was like wow oh my god that's crazy is there anything yeah. that comes to mind i mean i think when i think about the my moments and when i became really inspired by the brain i would say it was at the beginning of my grad school experience i mean i kind of was already into the brain because i was i was in a phd program so i had to be a little <laughs> bit into it yeah uh, i hope you are <laughs> But uh, it's really actually a moment where I was doing research um, on anxiety in and I had an animal model and I was studying like how we study anxiety in animals. And Whoa. one of the things was this test, which is called um, it's called the um, why am I forgetting open arm maze. So basically it's this cross maze where two of the arms have a tall wall and two of the arms are completely open, right? And a non-anxious mouse will explore the open arms a little bit, but it's a little dangerous, so it'll mostly stay in the closed arm. And an anxious mouse will spend almost all of its time in the closed arms and not really explore the open arms. And during the time, I was dealing with a lot of personal anxiety and panic and things of that nature. And it was a real aha moment of like, oh, my anxiety is just my brain. It's and this mouse. What, what does that mean? What do you mean? It's just your brain. Like meaning, there's like. Meaning what? like I was studying the very like nitty gritty of like why a mouse might be anxious, right? The kind of like behavioral things it might go through to make it be more anxious so it no longer spends time in these open arms, right? But then I'm thinking of my own self and dealing with anxiety and panic. And I kind of put myself outside. I was blaming myself a little bit for my own anxiety and things of that nature. And having this aha moment of like, it's, it's just our brains. And, you know, okay, my brain's working in a certain way. What can I do to help it? Rather than being so uh, blaming myself or kind of thinking I was in control of it. Uh, right. Yeah, which- I mean, I and I think, and talking a little bit uh, about what we're going to be discussing today in terms of procrastination, I think it that is the base. I, I truly yeah. think when we're going to talk about this procrastination issue RJ has, it really, I do think the bedrock is made up a lot of anxiety at its core. And we have to go to a break, but we'll be right back with today's topic. See you in a second. And we're back. Yeah. All right. So so here's the thing. So today's topic is procrastination. And I'm trying to get RJ to stop procrastinating. And this is, I'm speaking as a recovering procrastinator. I used to procrastinate. And now I don't anymore. Really? That's right. And so Dr. Odell, who knows a lot about the brain, is going to help us and help me specifically try to convince you to stop procrastinating. So my first thing here is because I've I've been on the procrastination side, so I understand 
uh-huh. where you're coming from. Yeah. And I think the first thing, the first change I noticed when I stopped procrastinating is how satisfying it was. I think when I used to procrastinate, it, there is a satisfaction kind of because you're kind of I'm doing another thing. I'm watching a TV show instead of doing my work or A, B, C and D. But it really I like to I like to think of it like when I would do things to procrastinate, it was like cotton candy. It was like I w- it would be like a sugar high mm. of kind of making me feel satisfied. Great example. Scrolling on Reddit. I'm supposed to be writing something, right? I'm supposed to be getting my word count for the day done. Instead, I'm scrolling Reddit. And I'm getting satisfaction in my brain from scrolling Reddit while I'm procrastinating. But it is not the same kind of deep satisfaction I got from when from when I was finished writing. So do you, do you know what I'm saying, Dr. Shannon? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think you very perfectly kind of summarized what a lot of what research talks about when we talk about procrastination and goal setting, because when we think about decision making in our brains in general, we think about uh, our decision making is based off of our like motivation, right? And motivation is based off of what our perceived reward is, or our perceived, you know, the, you know, the adverse effect is, right? We're constantly trying to weigh things so that we can put in the least amount of work and get the best reward, right? Right. And so part of procrastination, I think, I mean, from personal experience, (laughs) I am a little bit of a procrastinator, but I I am. uh, The call's coming from inside the house. Look (laughs) out. I've got an expert who's actually a procrastinator. (laughs) But I can still talk about what's going on. Um, But when we're procrastinating, I think it's a little bit that we're not motivated and it could be for many different reasons. It could be that we think that the task is adverse enough that we, we don't, we're not motivated to do it. Or we don't think the reward or the payoff's going to be big enough to put in the energy to do it. Or not immediate enough. And that's kind of the bigger thing for me is that's when I talk about like a sugar high of, look, I'm going to write something and it's going to suck. Eventually, it'll be good. But right now, I'm loving these cat memes (laughs) and I'm getting, you know, so I I think and, and they're. What I think comes from that is, and to your point, uh, Doc, I think it's like a little bit of discipline. I think it's a little bit of, and that's different than motivation. You know, discipline is you do it anyway, but it's also patience. And RJ, would you consider yourself a patient person? Yes, I would. And I think just to take your patience. Okay, so just. The original point is satisfaction, right? Yeah. So your point number one is it's satisfying to do something now rather than later. It's but to your, it's more satisfying. It, it's a more it's a deeper satisfaction. A deeper satisfaction. Right. But I would argue that if if I am a patient person, which I am, and I'm being patient, if I if I have a task to do, just like everyone here, we're all busy people. It's Every task can't be the most important task. So it automatically kind of goes into a like a list of prefer of uh, what do you priority, like a priority list. Sure. And sometimes depending on how you're feeling, sometimes I think the most big important task shouldn't be the right away on top of your priority list because maybe you have to like figure some stuff out. 
So I don't know. Some, my point is if I'm sometimes if I put something off and think about it for a while, when I go to do it, the outcome is actually better than if I were to do it right away. But I think what you're talking about is really I wouldn't say and correct me if I'm wrong, Shannon, but to me, it sounds more like, oh, I do better. I get a better grade on a term paper if I wait to the last minute. Like, so it's a different thing what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, yeah. a, it's a different argument. What I, my, this point, my point is not about performance. My point is about the fact that which are you going to be more satisfied by watching an episode of below deck or yes. the feeling yes. when you finish your script, which always, is more satisfying. Always below deck. But what I would say is <laughs> what an asshole. That's hundred percent a lie. That's no, but back to your true. but back Fuck to the you. test. But back to the true. back to the test argument. Wouldn't you be more satisfied if you got a better grade and didn't waste all your social time studying? First of all, okay, go ahead, Doc. doc sorry, I do want to talk about this point a little bit because I, you know, I. I, I've looked a little bit into the research on procrastination and, and there is this talk about this assessment versus locomotion in terms of uh, procrastination. So it's like people who are really like assessment thinkers. So they're always in the planning stage, stage and not in that kind of locomotion they're not locomotion forward. So they're not in yeah. the do action phase, but there is, I think some research in that if you're too much in that assessments phase, if it takes you too long to make the decision, you might ha- feel worse in case, say, something doesn't go well. You've invested all this time in assessing the situation before you went and did it. Yeah. Well, I, but here's my argument to that, which is and we're drifting away, but I'm happy <laughs> yeah. because this still this still is a great reason to not procrastinate. Uh, but I, I do think that the. It's all about how you work. And I think if you are going to work by by quick bursts of action, Mm -hmm. then I think that that's great. That's not what procrastination is, because I know, RJ, you are not saying to yourself, part of my writing process is watching below deck. And if it was, then great. (laughs) But that's not correct. That's not correct because that's not what procrastination is. If If you were building that part in because you're like. I got to get my, I love to write. I only write in 30 minute bursts. That's not fucking what we're talking about. We're talking about, you know, you should be doing something. You're not following your own plan. That's no, what I, procrastination is. I think that that's one and the same thing. Like, I think I know, but the part we're forgetting here is right. I know that I have something to do. I know that I need to write a script. So I'm going to b- watch below deck and I know it's fear based. It's because I'm scared to start writing. Mm. Does that make sense? Like it's like a, it's like I'm so nervous. You're coming back be. around to my point. What the <laughs> no, fuck I'm, are you even talking I'm about? saying I don't want to be scared in the moment, so I put it off. So, well, you know what? That feeds perfectly into my second point. Though, <laughs> oh, all right, perfect. you, you are. This is insane. You can't even respond. Your brain is so such a ball of yarn, like all over the place. You can't even respond to a absolutely clear point. So I'll go to my second point. Okay, my second point. Here's my second point. Success comes from action. Okay, that is what it is. It is about overcoming that fear. All right. You know they say like, and and again like procrastination is opportunity's natural 
assassin. All right. Like good things come to those who wait, but only the things left by those who fucking hustle. All right. Like if you, there is, oh, you, can say, you, can, you can say to yourself, you can say to yourself, you can say to yourself, oh, I'm scared. Da, 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 da. And I, but you know what? I do better when I write quickly. I do better when I write the term paper the night before. How do you know? If you only write the night before, you have no idea. And so you it, having a good plan and be and taking action, at least for me, combats that fear. I okay. know if I'm scared, what I like to do is make a plan. I make a list. Mm. Uh, and by the way, it could be completely fake. I'll make a list. And I'm sure we've all done this. Dr. Odell, you can I'm I'm guessing you and I are very similar and have done this. I'll make a list and cross off the first thing since I'm, I've already done it just to make myself feel good about it. But that is all training my brain to get over this anxiety and fear and take action. Because then once I get on the on-ramp, that's all it is. That's all it takes. But uh, just uh, to that real quick, if isn't, and Shannon, please correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't sometimes like the act of making a list and planning something out procrastinating? I mean, I guess... So it it depends if you if you know your if you know yourself and you know that making a list is procrastinating, then then, yeah, it is. But I think a lot of from my personal experience and and a lot of what the research says is that so much of goal oriented behavior and setting goals and procrast and like avoiding procrastination is setting out plans for yourself at first until those plans become almost second nature, right? So if we're in a mind space where we're always feeling like we're stuck in this rut, well, that's because that's that's what we've trained our bodies and brains to do. So that's the comfortable place to be. So I think yeah. it does take some planning and actual real effort to get yourself into the mode where you're not procrastinating anymore. And and by a list, what I mean is that is the on-ramp for me. That's getting me into and getting me up to speed. You understand what I'm saying? That's lighting the wick for me. That's not watching fucking below deck or watching a TV. It's getting me in the mindset of what I'm going to do and stretching out before the race. So yeah, I agree. A list, if then I didn't follow it up by actually working, would be procrastination, but, and look. Which I this, definitely do well, listen, sometimes. Oh, sure, but this could be a thing. And and look, you tell me, because I don't want, if we work differently, you watching TV and getting your mind off of a subject could be an on-ramp for you to do something. I know it's not, <laughs> but it could be for some people. And I just want to say that Below Deck is getting a lot of shit during this conversation. Well, what else do you do, RJ, besides when you one procrastinate? One of my favorite, one of my favorite shows. <laughs> what else is your, what, what do you do when you procrastinate? When, when you, you're thinking to yourself, I need to do something, but you're not. What are you doing? Watch Below Deck. Okay. Watch Below Deck Med. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but uh, to be completely honest, one of the big things I do when I procrastinate is make lists. And mm. I know that it's kind of killing two birds with one stone. I know that it is planning, making a plan, and I know that is helpful, but it's also scratching the procrastination itch for sure. And I think it's more insidious because it's like you were like, oh, I'm doing my thing. And you're not doing your thing. I have, you know, you're like, oh, I'm making a list. You're not. Sorry. sorry I sorry, have a question about 
your procrastination. Do you Uh find that the procrastination really is at the beginning of a task or is it in the middle of a task when you've gone to like you're hitting a break and then it's like I'm totally at a break? It's it's a thousand percent that it's a thousand percent. Well, if if, let's just say it's a straight that meaning what in the break or in the sorry, the middle. In the middle. middle. So you can starting is usually I can get started. I'm excited about something, a project in particular, and then finishing it is usually okay too. But it's yeah, it's when I hit that block in the middle. Yeah. It's when and and I notice it like on a daily basis. So like I'll if you know, if I wake up and I come and sit at my desk and it's nine o'clock in the morning and I'm at that moment where it's like really hard to get something going. It'll take like I won't really start working on it till like one or two in the afternoon because wow. it takes that much time for me to like either wrap my head around it or do something yeah. else or make a list or whatever. And it, it truly is procrastinating so that in the afternoon I have like this built in pressure of, oh, I got to get it done now. But do the you time is do you feel bad the whole morning? Oh, yeah. Definitely. So I think that's yeah. the that's I the, feel guilty. That's the goal is to get away from that. I think ultimately, not that I'm going to say like keep procrastinating, but it may be that you want to keep procrastinating because not that I'm switching sides, but if you truly think if you get up in the morning, you see what you have to do and you say in your head, I know I'm not going to be able to do this till the afternoon, then why instead of putting yourself in the negative mindset, just say, okay, so instead I'm going to go do laundry. Yes. And, and then do other tasks, do other tasks and then come back to yes. the thing. That is what lately I've been trying to do is instead of sit here and stew and feel guilty, Mm. say, you know what? I know I'm at this spot. I'm going to actively procrastinate by doing things that will help me in other parts of my life. Do the laundry, do whatever, watch Below Deck, and then (laughs) come back here. And start at one or two is o'clock because below, I have a time frame. Is watching Below Deck the thing that's going to help you in other parts of your life? <laughs> Maybe the most. But but I, I think we're we're hitting upon a, a really interesting thing here because I, I think that that is also key is perspective. And look, it, to 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 Shannon's point, if you say to yourself, "My time to write is at two p.m." Mm-hmm. Instead of saying it's at 10 a.m., let yourself do that. Like yeah. why you, you have other things in your life you need to do. Why do you feel the need to put pressure on yourself to start at 10 versus two? Right. I don't know. Uh, society. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, that's part of it. Yeah. Like societal. I need to be working at 10 a.m. Like, you know, I, I don't know. Because that's the other thing is like for me. So. My big demarcation, as you and anyone else who's ever met me or listened to this podcast knows, is when I lost 90 pounds is a big moment in my life for a lot of reasons. And it really changed me as a person. And that was the point at which – and it by point, I mean year and a half it took me to do that. But that's when I stopped procrastinating because I think I was always the – I'm a very pleasure-based, immediate gratification, all these things. And and working out taught me you you can, you have to do it 
moment. I mean, you have to do it little by little. You you cannot build the pyramids in a day. You need to be satisfied with the block you put in that day. And that's the victory. And I moved into this this identity where now I find joy in the process of it instead of the result of it. So and by the way, when I'm doing something and hating it, I make myself say this is the best as it gets in this pro that, because when this before this project is done, when the project is done, it won't be as good as I want it to be for ABC reasons. So now when it's unformed and I'm working on it, this is the, as good as it gets. And that has stopped my procrastinating because I stopped becoming so result oriented and stopped being so like result based. And so, and we talk about anxiety and, and Dr. Odell is just saying like, you know, anxiety and, and the rats in a maze, mice in a maze, sorry, being that being the bedrock that took away my anxiety because my fear of it being good disappeared because I was like, I was like, what good to me is putting the block in the wall today and that's it. We've done it. It's simplifying that. So I think when when for you when we're talking about your schedule, like to Shannon's point, take away the feeling you should do it at 10. Just do it at fucking two. But here's the problem. If two comes along and you don't do it till four, you're an asshole. <laughs> That's true. Like I get the I get what you're saying about, you know, take pride in the you put the block through the block hole daily. That's the victory is That's doing victory. it that day. I get it. But I don't actually think that you even believe that that's the only victory. I, think I, totally, that, I totally believe it. I don't know. I, well, okay. Well, I don't. And I think most people with jobs who have goals like that are long-term actually need the satisfaction of completing a task. But that's what I'm saying. Just doing it every but day. that's what I'm saying. I am completing a task. I'm just changing You're what the task yourself. is. I'm not tricking myself. <laughs> that's the thing, dude. There can be extra things. Because here's the thing. To, to play your thing out. Let's say the script yeah. thing, right? We're right. Yeah, yeah. Sure. There can be, and Doc, back me up on this. There can be multiple victories here. There can also be a victory when you finish. Yeah. But you can you also can say, hey, I did a page today. That's a victory. Right. Right, right. I mean it's that- not always a home run, man. Like base hits also win games. That's true. And that's the thing. I mean, and a lot I to to throw in the science, you know, people talk about in behavior change, they talk a lot about uh, smart goals and each letter stands for something. I'm, I love <laughs> these things. What, I, did, what does it stand for? S M A R T. It's like small, um, meaningful, meaningful. I, yeah, there we go. I, I, for, I, Aaron I could look it up and I totally. really should know what they all mean, but whatever. We're not uh, smart. But basically what, uh, what it is, is that you should have small goals because every, all of us have big goals, right? And mm-hmm. the, the, a lot of sure. people have trouble attaining goals because the big goal doesn't happen for a really long time. And so the only, and we are people who are motivated by small victories and we're motivated by like get checking something off a list, right? We're just, we're little, we're just little brains. We're all just brains that have been wired certain ways, right? Yeah. Yeah. So some of us are brains in really handsome, (laughs) awesome, muscular bodies. (laughs) But, you know, overall, we find time and time again, when we have these little goals, 
we're better at achieving them. And also that they're modifiable. So if you find that that small goal is still too big, you can make it even smaller. Or if you've already reached that goal, you can, you know, uh, adjust it. Also, another thing that might be helpful is that we've, we're pretty bad at self-assessing ourselves. So in terms of like taking that to-do list, it's really good to like monitor your progress because without our, our own monitoring of our progress, we're really bad at figuring out if we did do progress. And you might get progress done, not know it, and then have that bad feeling. But you know, yeah. you have to be able to check it off and say like, you know what, I did, I did a page today and now I'm satisfied and yeah. now I'm motivated to do it again the next day. Yeah, it's all about motivation. And that's the thing too is, and I think RJ and I, you and I have discussed this ad nauseum, <laughs> but uh, Dr. Doug, you and I have not, which is when I first started working out, the big breakthrough I had was, and I read this somewhere, I didn't come up with this, but I only let myself be on the treadmill for five minutes. Right. And I was like, you mm-hmm. have to get off after five minutes. Yeah. Even when I was doing great, I was like, oh, and I was like, nope, we got to get off. Because then it was like, well, I did, you did the thing, you did the thing. Get, yeah. You know, don't go until you fail and then you feel bad and that when you feel good and you've accomplished the thing. And so, I w- what I will say about to that point uh, on on the pro don't procrastinate side is when you do limit yourself to amount of time and you have a good day and with what work or whatever, then it then it gets you. It's like hitting a good shot uh, yeah. at golf or whatever. It, it, it's a reason to come back. It makes you excited to do it the next day. It kind of adds to the motivation chain. A hundred percent. So I really do think, again, like, you know, success comes from action. And in, in I think what we're finding, or at least th- this point is becoming, reframe your goals to fit into so you could beat your procrastination that way by becoming a success rather than anxiety and failure. Now, look, my third point here is very simple. Studies have shown Procrastination may be sign of a deeper disorder, dude. You know? <laughs> oh, well, we're talking tons about tons of deeper disorders. So let's procrastination, talk about them all. And, and this is a quote procrastination can also show up in conjunction with various mental health issues, ADHD, <laughs> eating disorders, <laughs> perfectionism, depression. <laughs> Look, I, I do my research. <laughs> so if you're finding you're procrastinating a lot, your brain might be mush, friend. You it better seek some help. Is. You better seek some help. I'm not arguing that. Of course it is. That's what it is. Okay, uh, so argument number three is my brain might be mush. Well, no, this is why you shouldn't. No, that's just, that's a personal opinion. Yes. My argument number three is the reason why you should stop procrastinating and take it seriously oh. is because it might be a sign of or lead to a deeper disorder. So take care of your brain now. Or or yeah. is or is it take care of your brain and then maybe procrastination will go away? Maybe if maybe That's true think, too. Of, think about we feel we feel bad. I mean, I I'm saying all this, but I am a procrastinator and it's a problem. Um, but Jesus Christ, am I the only person here who doesn't procrastinate? You know, I use I, I do use a lot of these tricks that I'm talking about though right now. I am a big fan of the 30 minute timer on the phone. Set a 30-minute timer, throw my phone, only work. The timer goes off. You take a mental break, 10-minute break, go back. Um, My 10-minute break turns into two hours, but that's another thing. But I do 2010s. (laughs) I do 2010s. 20 minutes on, 10 minutes off. And I'm only allowed to do three a day. 
Oh wow, nope. that's great. Yeah, it's about figuring out that those those windows that work for yourself, but it's also about thinking about when we procrastinate, are we making ourselves feel bad about ourselves? And that's ultimately what we want to get away from. It's, yeah. I think, reframing it in that it's not about you becoming a more productive person because that's not what it is. It's, it for me at least, it's more about why are we putting ourselves in these negative head spaces that yeah. are like, I'm not good enough, I'm not doing enough, I'm not doing enough, and now I fulfill okay. that prophecy. That's right. A good example of that is like even to like something specific, like say depression is what we just had, which was a long two week break, right? Mm-hmm. Two week break for whatever reason, I'm way more motivated to not procrastinate. I'm way more motivated to work. It's yeah. probably because I gave myself a rest. Yeah. I slept better. Mm-hmm. I went outside and went on some hikes. I'm less depressed. It's probably all those things. Right. That's easier said than done. Sure. In the work week. But, but better yeah. better done than only said, friend. That's true. <laughs> that is true. Exactly. Um, all right. Well, I think we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be back with RJ's verdict. We'll see you in a second. All right. We're back. All right. We're back. I am trying to get RJ to stop procrastinating, man. Come on. Do the thing. And here are my points. First of all, Procrastinating, it, it, it's a sugar high. It's not as satisfying, a deep soul satisfaction as actually doing the thing. Scrolling mm-hmm. through Reddit is not going to give you the same satisfaction as just fucking nut up and do the thing. All right. Finish yeah. the thing. It's going to give you a better satisfaction. My second point is success comes from action. And I think, and we've kind of reframed this a little bit to be, you know, give yourself. A, a, a mindset for success. So instead of procrastinating by, oh, I, you know, oh, I should be writing at 10, but then you don't work on it till two, just say, I'm going to work on it at two, live your life and be happy until then, <laughs> and then do the thing. And finally, again, I think RJ should stop procrastinating because look, man, it might be a sign of something else, something bigger, <laughs> something deeper. Your brain might be rotten from the inside. So that take is care not of it. an argument. Take care I can of it. it is an argument. It is an argument. Uh, and and procrastination can be a sign of a deeper disorder. So try. So stop procrastinating. And then if you find you can't, then maybe you should see a professional. So those are my three uh, arguments. We've got Dr. Shannon O'Dell here, uh, PhD in neuroscience, to uh, back me up or disagree with me. Doc, what do you think? What do you think about these arguments? I I mostly. I mostly agree with you uh, with the little caveats with the changes that I said. I will yes. say that to the last point, it, it's not it doesn't mean that your brain is rot or mush if you are. Well, something. with RJ, it might. With RJ, it might. <laughs> uh, no one's brain is rot or mush. Um, well, 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 some people. But. Bl- he watches a lot of below deck. <laughs> it's not helping. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay, so what? Okay. So RJ, what do so, you? Think? Yeah. So of all the points, I, I, first of all, I just want to say that I don't do this really. I don't really do this on purpose. You know what I mean? Like I, I know. Of course you don't. I, You're not I, choosing to feel bad, or are you choosing to but, feel bad? But sometimes I guess I am choosing to do it. But I think I was kind of taught this through going through, you know, going through school and having the like immediate gratification of, oh, if I study the night before and get a day on a test, I don't have to 
I can procrastinate, you know? So it's like kind of ingrained in me. But the first argument of it being more satisfying doing it, I, I like that. And I like the kind of going along with the second argument and Dr. Odell, what you were saying about reframing your goals, I think is really smart. And Blay, like you were saying, start at one o'clock rather than 10 a.m. And um, I, you know, the, the, the part at the end about uh, maybe I have a deeper disorder. I don't know that I could control that necessarily. But what Dr. Odell was saying, which was really smart, was, you know, maybe it's the sign of another issue. So you should address some of those other issues, like what we were saying with go for a hike, blah, blah, blah. But I think the smartest thing that Dr. Odell said was it's um, your whole point about it being like base hits to win a game, not doing the whole thing, not trying to do the whole thing all at once. So for those reasons, I'm going to agree that I should stop procrastinating. Uh, so congratulations on that. It would be insane if and I was just, like, no, I'm going to keep procrastinating. You could have. And you just like that, he I never could've. procrastinated again. <laughs> I never did again. Shut Cut to a week from now when our producer's it. like, yeah, our producer's like, hey, RJ, give us your audio. You haven't sent it to us yet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, I and I, I think, right. And, and to kind of put a button on it, I, I really do think it is really about reframing the argument and mm-hmm. not trying to, you know, build a pyramid in a day. Totally. You know, you want to feel good. Everybody wants to feel good. Everyone listening to this wants to feel good. And yeah. you can. It's just about giving yourself, you know, the right tools to do that. So, totally. well, well, I guess you'll be donating to this yes. week's charity, which is, once again. Uh, the charity. charity today is the American Red Cross. If you guys also want to donate, go to redcross.com. Or Dr. Odell, you're amazing. Thank yes. you so much for coming on. Today. Thank That's you right. for having Thank me. You. I anytime. Oh my God, what a pleasure! And again, please check out. Uh, uh, please check out Dr. Odell at Shodell S H O D E L L on Instagram, and check out the Science of Self Care podcast. It's awesome. Uh, please tune in to new episodes of Hear Me Out every Wednesday and rate and review tell your friends and all that other good stuff you know we love the algorithm if there's something you want us to debate send us an email at hearmeout hearmeout at gmail.com thank you to Brett Kushner for producing the podcast Strange Hotels for the theme song we'll see y'all next week see you next week don't procrastinate